Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, TMBP, not TMBAP, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is a very special Patreon episode. Uh, I've got a, a nice little quartet of people here to talk about John Flansburg's side project, Monopuff. Monopuff. Mono, mono, mono. Hey, Ooh. let's stack a harmony. Ready? Mono. Mono. Yeah, actually, yeah, we should do a whole par- parody of uh, the monorail song. But monorail. Monopuff, yeah. True or false? <laughs> monopuff. You can get mono listening to monopuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes so, our extensive yeah, three weeks. Yeah, so mono means one. And puff means puff. And that concludes our extensive three-week course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we should totally do that. Um, I have on three people that are... um Definitely bigger Monopuff fans than I. Now, I admitted to the uh, three of these folks. We've got Abby. We've got uh, we've got Abby Bash, John Ulysses. Did I say it right? I probably have already forgotten. Close enough. <laughs> no, I, help! Help! I've already John Ulysses. Ulysses. There we go. Ulysses S. John, and okay. then we got Mike Buffington here, who right. this will be airing before your sifting sifting episode. But uh, really, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this this I can get out like immediately. It's the weekly episodes I have twenty recorded in advance. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I recorded episode fifty. I just aired thirty. Who's so. that? Yeah. Oh, we're about to air Abby's uh, Duncan, of course, of course episode. That's coming up pretty soon. Oh my god, cool. I'm so nervous. That you recorded three months ago. I was ago. so like sleep deprived. Yeah, because we did two in a row. We did. Um, uh, I've already forgotten. Oh, uh, Minotaur. We did Minotaur yeah, immediately followed by Duncan. And for you, it was like four in the morning. I think when we I finished, like, right? Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that was an adventure. And that was that the first time we had ever talked on the phone. Oh uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. First of hundreds, right? That was the beginning of a beautiful friendship, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so so these three are definitely bigger Monopuff fans than I. It's not that I'm not a Monopuff fan, but um, I was looking through my CD racks, and it turns out I do own uh, the first LP, Unsupervised, on CD, but then I was looking, I actually don't own the second Monopuff album it's fun to steal. on CD. That's that 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 a crime. Yeah, it's fun to steal. I, I was sure that I had it, and then I went looking for it, and I do not. So I need to rectify that. But then it's like, on Amazon, it's $30 to get a new one. So I was looking on Discogs, and I think I can get one at a reasonable price. Because it's the only TMBG or TMBG-related LP that I do not have on a physical media. So I need to rectify that. But it's we're not here to talk person. about it. Yeah, we're not here to talk about It's Fun to Steal yet. We are here to talk about four tracks off Unsupervised. Um, we don't want to use up all of Monopuff in one episode. So the four of us all picked a song, and it happened to be uh, the first three tracks and then the 11 tracks. So we've got Guitar Was the Case, Unsupervised, I Hit My Head, Don't Break the Heart, and Don't I Have the Right. So we're going to start with Mike's pick, Guitar Was the Case. So, Mike, you want to uh, you, you want to kick us off and tell us a little bit about why you picked this song? Yeah, well, um, 
I thought it was an interesting track to, to start off Monopuff. Um, you know, an instrumental about the 21st date. Wait, wait, no, that's, that's Illinois. You know, if you compare, <laughs> if, if you compare um, state songs and Monopuff, they both start off with an opening instrumental. And yeah. um, Guitar Was The Case sets the tone for the album and for what Monopuff is. Um, it's it's not like a They Might Be Giant song, really, but um, it's got characteristic Flansburg qualities to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Monopuff is a trio, so we've got um, Hal Cragen and Steve Calhoun, and on this track we have Eric Shimmerhorn providing uh, another guitar. So you've got a four-piece rock band. Um, and Power trio. Some, um, Mellotron samples probably played by um flansburg in this song but yeah you start off with um this great guitar riff back and forth kind of a dueling banjo style um really powerful drums by steve really great great stuff and then probably one of the best bass line solos by hal and um it really shows you how different the the atmosphere of the band is when you've got a different bass player, a different drummer. Um, and then you've got Mike Viola um, um, on, of the Candy Butchers. Is it Mike, is it Mike Viola or is it Eric Schirmer? That's what the wiki says. I don't know. Okay, we're going to blame uh, anything yeah. wrong on the wiki. We're going to blame on John. No, I, yeah, it's, it, no, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably Mike Viola. Yeah, that makes more sense. But um, I, mean, I think there's a, there's a Flansburg quote saying uh, the dueling guitar is Flansburg and Viola. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm looking at right now. I also didn't realize that this was uh, the title's a play on the Snoop Dogg song "Murder Was the Case." I I don't really think it is. Um, <laughs> Take it off the wiki, to John. Me it's more like God damn it. I thought it was a pun of <laughs> guitar and guitar. Guitar. Cake. Yeah, that's what it, I always yeah. just assumed. It's definitely got the pun in there. Um, but I think I think the blank was the case in popular mm-hmm. culture was first used by Snoop Dogg in '94, but that could be way off. But if if you just Google was the case, everything is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> so that's probably where everything is Snoop Dogg. That's probably where whoever added that to the wiki figured it from. Sure. Yeah. It, it, the title is also good for that kind of film noir um, vibe that the song has. It's almost like rock, a Pulp Fiction-y. Could, this, is, this is a song that could be in Pulp Fiction. You know, you could do that little dance to it, put pulling your fingers across your eyes, right? Do that whole thing. Uh, you know, it's got that surfy, dark, yeah, the, yeah, film noir. You know, I I hadn't associated that term with this song yet, but that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, some other great qualities of this song. You have Flansburg on the right channel, and Mike Viola then on the on the left channel, and um, you can hear the playing styles. Flansburg's going to be probably rocking a telecaster in this but mike viola's got something with a, a whammy bar and he's doing a couple um bends and um mm-hmm. slides and stuff that flansburg doesn't do um, i'm a big whammy bar fan so i'm i'm pretty fond of those guitar lines yeah but um you like your instrumentals don't you with Sifton, that's I pretty do. much I an really instrumental. Right. And the other tracks I wanted to do are basically instrumentals. I think um, it's more about the, mo- it's about the mood for the piece rather than the lyrics, lyrical, 
you know yeah unsupervised unsupervised is a really great lyrical introduction to um monopuff but guitar was the case sets the tone for what the music can be mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's it's cool to hear um I was just wow, what episode was I talking about the sun? I can't keep track of anything. My memory's horrible. I should I should take notes about what I talked about on these episodes and what has <laughs> aired and what hasn't aired, but there's just I'll tell I spend so many hours on this podcast now and I just keep getting far ahead and then I forget what's come out or not. But I was talking about how I love Dan Miller and he is such an amazing guitarist. But sometimes I miss having Flansburg be like the focus guitar wise because mm-hmm. Flansburg is essentially like a post punk guitarist. And I'm a big punk fan and post punk fan. And the tones and like the wildness of Flansburg's early guitar stuff before, you know, they took on more members. I'm just such a huge fan of that stuff. Um, and hearing, like, spending more time with this album in preparation for this episode has has reinforced that for me because just hearing like how prominent the guitars are in the mix i mean obviously without mm-hmm. having the other you know 50% of of you know the original duo there to be putting in all these keyboards and i mean you still get some keyboards but you know without so much of a keyboard accordion woodwind focus it's just all about the guitars and i'm really really digging it and especially in guitar was the case like just getting that surfy vibe those big chords underneath the yeah. little leads i mean it's like i'm like man flansburg yeah. yeah listening to flansburg's guitar work on the right channel during the breakdown is fantastic it's that chunky kind of that he does yeah all over the place it's mm-hmm. I, I love that just that aspect of of that guitar work there anyway john go ahead no, just I think the track is like a very cool way to set the tone, like you said, for Monopuff in general. Um, I there's not a lot of instances where I think it might be Giants album will start with something this kind of like out there and rocking, and you know, it, uh, it's got a clever title, but because it's an instrumental, it's just really a mood setter more than yeah, anything. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. closest thing is probably Dig My Grave. Well, mm. I was thinking drinking, but. Um... You know, if if you look at sort of the history of instrumentals with They Might Be Giants, it's mostly kind of John Linnell driven, you know, sifting, drinking. Um, Flansburg doesn't really do that. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like Linnell, um, I mean, Linnell having a wider breadth of instruments that he can play lends itself more to that, like. I mean, I love a good guitar lead, but like you can fill up a thing with like a ton of saxophones and then it doesn't need vocals because you've got so yeah. much going right. on. Um, and I'm a big fan of that sax stuff. You know, I mean, again, listening to Monopuff or State Songs just makes me think about how each of those albums could be even better if the other John was involved. Now, maybe I'd be wrong, <laughs> but I would love to hear a bunch of these Monopuff songs with like Barry and bass sax on them. So... <laughs> Um, New York City was going to be a monopuff song, uh, mm. if I remember correctly, and then uh, somehow John Linnell got in on that, and that so I mean it's a cover again. Um, Flansburg always picking covers, but um, that's the thing I think of is what if you got and what if you put monopuff and added John Linnell, you'd get New York City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know that the you guys know the original right the cub yeah the song. Yeah. yeah cub not 
that album, but two Cub albums have been recorded here in Lafayette, Indiana at the studio, uh, the, one of the studios I work at, Sonic Iguana. So cool. they are, uh, they're not local, but they've, they've worked locally. Now that song, like I said, was not recorded at Sonic Iguana, but two of their albums were, so there's a, a little tie in there to dinky little Lafayette, Indiana. Can you get them on the podcast? You know, <laughs> thanks for putting that idea in my head. Cause I will That's look into that. I mean, mass Giorgini who owns the studio there. I was just talking to him this morning. Um, there's some problems with the landlord over there. Um, we, uh, yeah, he would probably still have a contact for for them. You know, I'll see if uh, that would be a really good idea. Yeah, my band actually, you know, a little slight tangent. My band, Blue Bottle, that I was in from eighth eighth grade through college, ninety five to two thousand five. We wow. did a cover, and we didn't realize at the time that it was a cover. So we were doing a cover of a cover, but almost a parody. Our friend. Oh, again, Patrick, he was on the Anna Ng episode. He was doing this project for a poetry class, and he turned that song into a song about this girl he was dating at the time. And instead of New York City, it became Evergreen Park, which was the neighborhood in Chicago that this girl lived in. So we did a parody, I guess if you'd call it a parody, a parody version cover of a cover, and it's on VHS somewhere. If I can find it, I will totally put it in the New York City episode whenever that happens. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. So, um, you know, actually, we ha- uh, let's see. Are there any – you've sent so much stuff in this Facebook thread, uh, John and Mike. Is there, is there a version of Guitars the Case that – there's no demo version of this one, is there? There's no demo, but there is a live version that John supplied. Okay. Let, let's play that a little later. I want to get more of Abby's thoughts on Guitar Was the Case. Uh, I, do, I, uh, I, just, <laughs> I just really like it. I don't know. You guys You're a Hal Cragen fan, were you not? Pardon? You were a Hal Cragen fan. Same. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Um, um and the bass on this song is like freaking amazing, and it's turned up just the right amount. Um, but I feel like that's always my that's always my like opinion of songs is is the bass turned up loud or not? <laughs> <laughs> this is what will make me like it. Um. Abby, who's your favorite They Might Be Giants and They Might Be Giants related uh, bassist throughout their history? Danny, obviously. Obviously. That's the correct answer. I, I would tell him if you said otherwise. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. They've, they've had, you know, they've uh, throughout all, all the members that they've had that have played with on their solo stuff and in the band, they have really had a ton of good musicians uh, mm. backing them up you know deservedly so it was really cool talking to john uh Fi- jonathan feinberg too that was really fun mm. to find out more about that story yeah it's cool getting to hear about him getting the phone call and everything yeah i know i can't imagine like going on a you know to a I mean, hearing Danny's story about ending up in the MIP Giants too was cool. Just like and Marty's, it's like I can't imagine like a band, any you know any band that I idolized for like forever, you know, and then like getting to audition for them. I would be so fucking nervous. I don't even know how I would be able yeah. to perform. <laughs> yeah, Man. just get drunk. <laughs> I don't drink, so I would probably just have a lot of caffeine and then go in there and just like be all t- spastic. That's like the, uh, <laughs> the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Oh my God, I'm so excited. And then be like, uh, this guy's insane. No. That's pretty much like how their career even exists though, right? So it, it fits. Oh, totally. 
Well, okay, so what's the story behind this live version? I can't remember with all the stuff you sent to me. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, it's in that zip file I sent. And this is um, this is a monopuff show recorded by a fan in 1998. Um, I'll get you the exact date. I think it's... Sorry, you hear my keyboard clacking. It's at the Acme Underground in New York, August 12th, 1998. <laughs> venue is around anymore do you know mike actually i don't know if i've heard of it outside of the, outside of the context but um this was a full monopuff show uh it was kind of an interesting show because the first half of the show was not a concert it was like a lot of flansburg celebrity friends and comedians doing um poetry hmm. readings um that's so 90s it's so 90s that's so new york <laughs> And they were reading yeah. Colors by Ken Nordine. So they had Andy Richter do one. They had Nicholas Hill. They had uh, Timothy Spielevich, Todd Barry, a whole bunch of people. Wow. But, um, I've been yeah, trying it's a to good get, monopuff I've, show. I've been trying to get Andy Richter, or uh, I, Conan would be a dream to get on, but I, I might need to try to go through more official... Uh, I've gotten so many people on through Twitter, it's just like I just keep trying that. They, you just tweet at them and see if they tweet back, but... Maybe I should try to go through more official uh, I, PR, I know a guy PR who people. Knows a guy. <laughs> Do you? Do you know a guy who knows a guy for Andy Richter? Yeah, well, for Conan. Oh, mm. well, then let's talk after the Is it John Flansburg? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I, but not the person I was thinking of. <laughs> <sighs> so, did they also do It's Fun to Steal songs at this? Was it after that got released? In they did. They did, yeah. Cool. Nice. So, we have nothing else from that era or before that era for this song. This song pretty much exists just, you know, for the unsupervised sessions. Um, anything else on Guitar Was the Case before we move on? It is not, good, not the really. end. It's Simple good. Song. Yeah, I like it. It's yeah. totally rocking. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it very good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yes, th- I'm going to make you all score this song. Oh. We're doing that on this episode as well. Uh, out of uh, one to ten with decimals. Uh, Mike, you have to go first since you picked this song. Oh, what do you score? Great, it's such a great song. I, I'm going to give it a 9.8. Damn. That's a great, great song. Re- nice. Easy, easily repeatable. I can. I can mm. Play it, play it again, play it again, play it again. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And I'll listen to a different part of it. Have you learned any of those riffs there on guitar? Oh, the whole thing. The bass, the guitar. <laughs> awesome. It's just, it's so great. Yeah, I, I, it was one of the first things I had my guitar teacher teach me how to, how to do. He was such a great um, at, 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 at listening to 
you know, pulling out chords and stuff. So I've got, you know, I've oh, got it all oh, here. Wow. Baseline. <laughs> stuff, How long ago was this? Down. This was around 98, I think. You've kept that piece of paper for 21 years. For my whole life. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've got, you, I've got, and you were able to easily find it. <laughs> he's, he's got a whole well, binder. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's a whole binder. Yeah. Oh, I wish I was that all, organized. All, all the yeah. songs my guitar teacher taught me, taught me how to play. Um, <laughs> Adorable. Such a great song. So yeah, yeah that's my good one. All right, let's go to Abby next. What are you going to score? Guitar was the case. Um, well, I'm a notoriously, I just score everything really high if I like even slightly <laughs> like it. But uh-huh. I'm gonna give it. We can use decimals, right? Yes. I'm gonna give it a nine point nine 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 nine. Wow. <laughs> so keep in mind these scores. You're ranking it against all. I mean, it's kind of like on the wiki. You're scoring it against uh, also. Oh, they it might be giants. All songs. of they might be giants. I see. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. What, so what are you? So what are you scoring it against? Uh, it's, you either got to score it against all everything of, of all time, <laughs> okay, within the monopuff canon. Okay, well let's decide. Do we want to do it that way? Well, that implies that there needs to be a different scale for monopuff, and I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I've already done a state. I've already done a state songs episode with Spencer, and I was already pr- kind of doing it just as in the Johns of of the songs that Johns have written. I mean, because they pretty yeah. much work separately within They Might Be Giants, too. So you, you're ranking their songwriting against the rest of, you know. Sure. Yeah, that's, no, that's fair. I'm fine okay. with it being fully against the, the, the catalog. Um, Taking it and In fact, that, that, well, it it's, um, probably improves my thinking of it um, and my opinion of it because what a great Flansburg instrumental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. For sure. So, so Abby, what's if 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 guitar was the case, an instrumental mm-hmm. short intro of a side project is nine point nine 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 nine. Yeah. How many tens are you giving out of the whole canon? I mean, I haven't. Like, well, that's not a ten. That's a nine point nine 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 nine. Yeah, so you're leaving given any tens no yet. headroom there. So what? So like, what's birdhouse in your soul? Like fifteen out of ten? I mean, come um, on. That is beyond words. My scale yeah. is. My, my scale is. The the vocal part of Mr. Excitement is zero, and uh, I don't know. What, wow! I don't know what my Someone wants I to be in that main car episode. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> main car is one of my favorite. But I don't Jody. under this. Mike I don't Jody. under the hate for Mr. Excitement Ooh. because to me it's just like it adds to. I mean, it's it's like how it's like serves the same purpose as like chesapeake's face does on the no, pink album where you're not going to be like chesapeake's face is the single you're going to be like wow that's a weird little thing listen, uh, listen to me listen to it okay so the thing with my thing with <laughs> mr excitement is i love the instrumental so much and i literally am totally aware that the uh the rap part was like a last minute edition and that like that could have been that could have been the mink car guitar was the case if that guy it wasn't like oh i'm gonna be that guy, that guy. <laughs> Mike Cody is not that guy. He ruined it. He ruined it. He did. You have to look at, at who Mike Cody was at that time. Just, <laughs> just, just outside of just, just finishing soul coughing, still pissed off about soul coughing, still kind of doing weird stuff to that uh, collaboration with BT. Mm. Um, you know, 
other other interesting stuff. This is before like hottie melodic, you know. This is it's it's Mike Doty at that time of life where he's kind of still being soul coughing frontman, but he's not. It's not a soul coughing song. It's a it's a they might be giant song. I think it's exactly great. which is, is why this, it's not welcome. Is this an age thing? People that are coming at Mink Car from like. Wait, learning about know. it like 10 years later i mean I is that what they just don't get the mike doty thing mink car is one of my favorite no so, it's just that song mink mink uh, i was i was a team bg unlimited subscriber during the time of mink car of course you and were and they <laughs> they were they were they were every month they were sending hey like look at the new version of i've got a fang and it's or you know it's great and then mink car comes out and then it's got this terrible crash symbol through the entire song um Oh, so you don't like the little. The, oh, I love that. <laughs> well, yeah. It's to me. To me, it's the law of first listen. You, you, the thing you hear first is what you're going to be more familiar with and what you're going to yeah. like. And so we we all heard these great demos or nearly finished demos, big <clears throat> car through They Might Be Giants Unlimited, and then they they turn it around and really screw everything up. And That's I, interesting. I still, it's I, like. The I've got a Fang Mink. The Mink Car version is the best version. Come on, this, you know this. So, like, I, this, love this, this, I love this topic yeah. because I see. I came into They Might Be Giants a couple of years after Mink Car, and I'm I'm a big fan of the finished product. I also like the unlimited demos, but I, I wonder if this was a moment where John and John noticed that, like, because they gave the fans all these pre-album yeah. demos, and then the album came out and people weren't so happy with the production. Maybe this is when they decided. From here on out, maybe we should just stick to giving people more finished stuff. That yeah, is, you know, that's, that's definitely... That's a, absolutely the case. Because That's a good point to bring up on that episode, yeah. Because Thunderbird yeah. was, is a perfect example of that. We only heard it live for such a long time, and then they only had that, that recording, that CD, the Warner Brothers promo CD, and it was mm-hmm. such a huge deal about this different version of Thunderbird. Um and and after after Mink Car, they didn't release tracks until, and they hardly demoed them live. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I didn't even put the two and two together there, but that's definitely something to bring up on the debate. I'll have to see if the two Mink Car haters on that episode are uh, scum. If if that if, yeah, if they're scum. Well, that I mean, we already know that, uh, but. <laughs> scum of the earth but uh, i'd be interested to know if they had heard those uh, unlimited ones before or not i think i think gur is around my age i'm not sure about rich i don't I, i'm just meeting him but um be interested to, to find that out and and yeah this is this is what makes that some of the the brand new songs depending on how chatty my guest is uh the the newer songs the episodes don't tend to stretch as long because you're not like digging up all these old demos and live versions and stuff yeah you know there's just like you know i'll have, I'll have episodes like old episodes where old song episodes where i'm dropping in like eight clips and then and it makes the edits take a lot longer and then i do like uh you know i like fun with uh, my wife and it has like two clips in it and i'm like well that, that was a lot easier to edit <laughs> mm-hmm. right my th- my theory on that though is is like the only way i can compare it is like um if you watch someone do a painting and like there's so many times that people have watched someone their p- painting process and they're like, oh, you should have stopped there. You should have stopped there. Mm-hmm. But like, if they hadn't, and then they say that they prefer the, the middle of the process to the end of the process. And it's like, 
if you hadn't seen the in-between bit, then you would be totally fine with how it looks at the end. And it's just because, and it's like, it's it's like, what is more important to you? Is it um, how the bit that you like and like how you like it or the artist kind of following their kind of vision to the end? Yeah, to me, I'd I'd always default to what the Johns think is the best, and obviously they're gonna they're gonna the album final album version is gonna be the best to them, or they would have. They're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. You know, you know, Abby, we can actually, Abby, we could we could do this little experiment with you because I've sent you two rough mixes of Doppelpapla songs, and now really? I just I just sent you the final versions. So we'll yeah. see if on on Bizarro shut up if you're like you should not have added those backup harmonies. It was perfect without the backup harmonies. Well, I why like- did why did I you like do that? Messy, convoluted things, so I'll probably prefer the finished product. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really happy with how the record came out, but um, excited for you to hear that and get uh, the CDs out there with your artwork on them. Get them, start <laughs> sending them all over the world. I'll send you a few copies. So you can uh, give them a out few. if you want. I will. I'll throw them out to the masses. Literally throw them out to your screaming, all your <laughs> screaming fans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, John, we need to get your score on guitar. Was the case? I was hoping you'd forgotten. Nope. Don't let me down, John. Uh, oh, so much pressure. Um, well, I mean, it's a fantastic instrumental, and um, it's definitely a highlight of Monopuff. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of songs that uh, I prefer on these two albums because they, you know, they have very clever lyrics and whatnot. So uh, I'm going to give it a solid 8.8. Mm, okay. All right. Well, I've got to come along as usual and give the lowest score. But I, I love it. And so I'm definitely being won over to Monopuff. I, I did not give them enough attention um, previously. But so I'm looking at, okay, so it's an instrumental and I love it. But to me, the Johns' voices are such a big part of what I love about They Might Be Giants. And that's something that makes them identifiable. Like, if you just, like, threw this song on a mix CD for someone, not telling them Monopuff is a They Might Be Giants side project, not telling them anything about it. Like, I'd say it's back in the 90s where it's a little harder to find out stuff about this, uh, these kind of things. And they'd be like, oh, that's a cool little guitar ditty. They wouldn't be like, hey, is that John Flansburg? You, you know they wouldn't. You know they wouldn't. Yeah, well, okay. It's still a great song, but it's instrumental, and I am a big vocal guy. Uh, And I'm also looking at the scores I gave to the first three state songs. I gave Illinois an instrumental. I gave that a seven. And I love how I I found that very interesting. I know, um, John, did you listen to that? You're a Patreon person. Did you listen to that? I did, I did, yeah. It was great. Yeah, and Spencer and I talked a lot about the uh, the organs, and I find that very interesting. It's a very cool thing there that uh, having that all over that album. But I give it a seven because you know it's a cool little. Um, it's very interesting to talk about, but as far as listenability, and again, if you put it on a mix for somebody and didn't list it as John Linnell, people would be like, "What the hell is that? It's cool. It's weird, but what is that?" They wouldn't be like, "Oh, is that John Linnell? They might be giants." It's the same kind of thing. And I gave that song a seven. Uh, I gave Songs of the 50 States 9.2. I love that song. And I gave West Virginia 7.2. And I know that's a big one for people. But to me, I'm not as crazy about that song as some others. Now, guitar was the case. Getting down to the nitty-gritty of it. I think I am going to give it... I'm going to give that a 7 as well. Let's just line it right up with Illinois there. And awesome instrumental to both perfectly kick off their respective albums, I would say. 
you know, give it that vibe of the album, but it's not like the single. So I'll go with seven. So let's move on and let's talk about my choice. I picked the obvious one, uh, the big catchy hit power pop song, Unsupervised, I Hit My Head, kind of the title track, I suppose. Unsupervised, I Hit My Head, the second track on Unsupervised. I hit my head. I hear the phone ring. I was just... There you go. That was a pretty generous teaser there. 30 minutes of a trailer. But this uh, full episode is two hours and ten minutes. You've got us talking about one song, Guitar Was The Case. If you want to hear us talking about Unsupervised, I Hit My Head, Don't Break The Heart, and Don't I Have The Right... You can find me at patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. A $5 monthly subscription will get you all those exclusives, which once again include 90-minute episodes with both Marty and Danny, as well as a state songs episode, an episode talking about art, the miscellaneous trans episode, a whole bunch of cool stuff with a whole bunch of cool, cool people. Uh, you also get merch over there for $2 or uh, more per month we've got stickers and buttons designed by abby bash and we've got a new design of stickers coming out very soon as well based on abby bash's uh painting from the this might be a podcast live tribute compilation you can see that over at this might be a podcast.bandcamp.com and please go listen to that if you haven't as well you can download that for a pay what you want uh price so, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Hope to see some of you there. I've lost my superpowers. I was invisible.